So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that is all in the same room for the first time in forever. This is genuinely so weird. Cheers. Oh, we, can do, we can do this. We can do this. Hey. And I'm wearing trousers. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that outlasted those c**ts at WTF1. Yeah. Look, we've never talked about WTF1 because, frankly, they're beneath us. I've never listened to it. Don't know what it is, but now Jack well, it Nichols is with it. Jack Nichols. So yeah. now we love it. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that is doing, at best, a livery launch with last year's presenters. Welcome to 2023 F1. The same old shit. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast going to its ninth year. We will soon be up for special heritage payments. I also want preferential treatment from all the pubs we record in. Who'd have thought nine years ago that Kimi Raikkonen <laughs> would actually give up for <laughs> I'm still not convinced he has. Who'd have thought we'd have outlived Kimi Raikkonen? He's, he's, not, he's not dead. Well. He's about to have another kid as well. Should we find out how old Oscar Piastri was when we started? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oscar Piastri was born in 2001, so he was 14 when we started. Fucking hell. I'm T. Graz, and I'm in a pub with real people surrounded by beer and raw podcasting talent. And Phil and Terry. Tonight, from the Mad Bishop Amber in Paddington, we are going to talk about the 2023 Formula One World Championship in the hope that it won't be the utter shambles that we know it will be. We are going to revel in each other's physical company, reminisce in about how we used to meet after every race and talk about shit car launches and all the other bollocks that has happened since Abu Dhabi. F1 is back, fuckers. That is all to come. 
Joining me is a man who is a proper F1 fan. It is Phil Trobens. It is. How do you um, define this? Well, I define a proper F1 fan as somebody who likes to show off their affinity for the sport by wearing branded racewear. You are wearing branded racewear I... of the the hottest new team of 2023. <laughs> Hang on, what happened to, what happened to them? Did, did they? Do you want to, I probably need to explain who what I'm wearing. Shall I do it? Do you want oh, to tell yeah, yeah, tell sorry. the listeners? Yeah, yeah. So, what am I rocking here? Phil is wearing a. I mean, I'm going to be honest. The colour's slightly wrong. What do you mean wrong? It's not quite the right shade of turquoise. So he, Phil is wearing a Leighton House jumper, which... So Leighton House were a team that were big in the... I want to say 89, 80s. 90, maybe? Adrian knew his first car was Leighton House. I think it was officially March when he first did it, but it was, yeah, they might as well say that, yeah. Okay, so Leighton House were March. March was a team that had been going for years that was owned by Max Mosley. This is good. This is genuine new old stock that I managed to swipe from a late night slightly drunken troll of the internet this is a proper team jumper that had been sat in a cupboard for how much did it cost years. you uh, well funny story it should have been hang on should we play a game okay new, the new quiz where me and Chica jumper try quiz, and guess jumper quiz. how much it cost how much did Phil pay for his clothes uh, <laughs> Phil is notoriously tight oh thanks <laughs> but also loves Formula 1 no, he isn't. He spends a lot of money on stupid things. Remember the no, bike? No, me you're thinking of. No, 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 oh, the, no the bike. You're right, your bike, yeah. So I oh, reckon you spend... <laughs> the chair. <laughs> I'm going to go for £40. No, I reckon you went for more. Ooh. Well, it's, it's going to uh, be... Bu- bu- mm. Okay. I reckon £61. Well, this is a difficult one to award because the price I initially paid for it was £60. However, when they went to get it out of the cupboard, the store cupboard, they realised that it had some holes in it. And it was the wrong green. No, (laughs) it is the right green. It's It's the official team. It's the official team colours. Look, it should be blue. There's the pit. It should be that colour. Right, well, it's not the car, is it? It's the team wear. This was the 80s. Nobody cared about that stuff. They didn't have Pantones or colour. They got got it out of the cupboard to send it and they sent me a message saying, I'm really sorry, it's got some holes in it. And I said, "Mm, okay, well, I'd still quite like it. And I offered them 30 quid. Jesus. And they eventually sent it to me for 20 quid. And they oh. also sent me a load of Leighton House stickers from the 80s as well. So that's good. Have they got any stickers? And I've also, I've also got a, uh, a little... I've got a Mauricio Gugelman t-shirt, which I should have worn, but I'm not. And I've got an Ivan Capelli pin badge. And alongside him is a man. God blimey, how's your... <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. How's your father, <laughs> lovely pair of knockers, strike a light. He's back in London. Is Terry Saunders. Good, Jiminy Riddles, apples and pears. Have a banana. Whee, God, I didn't Puttons. realise what I was reading there. So I... That's the story of the God. Blimey. <laughs> I'm here. I'm in London. It's the first time I've been in London for like a year. Great to see you. Everything is very expensive here. Yeah. Do you like the way that everything's sort of going backwards? I'm torn. Berlin is a lovely place. I love it dearly. I, I like living there. I love living there. But Berlin is a bit of a rough city. It's not rough in kind of danger, but rough in kind of... There's dog shit graffiti everywhere. You know, everything's concretey. The sky's always quite grey. It's, it's quite like Croydon. depressing. It's like Croydon if Croydon was, you know... If Hitler lived there <laughs> once, Wait. not anymore. Okay. He did actually go to Liverpool once. Anyway, did he? Yeah, yeah, it's true. So I'm torn because I, I've, I quite like being. I've only got back this morning, this afternoon, but I quite like everything's quite fancy here, and I've realised that I've been missing fancy and chain restaurants. When, when you no, say no, here, no, no, this is this is not true because 
we, we got a burger just now and you were like oh do you like something fancy even yeah. though we're in a a station pub yeah the burger and then was you shit <laughs> yeah, but, I was like what do you expect the we're burger in arrived you know that thing where the chips were all stacked in a little kind of wire mesh oh yeah right you don't get that in Germany that, 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 why would you put chip, why not put chips on the plate put some on the plate <laughs> put some on the plate <laughs> put some in the basket so you're definitely not used to cook the chips it's yeah. just pointless so <laughs> I was I was impressed by that for a second when I took a bite into the burger I was like this is Brexit Britain this yeah. burger is disgusting all style no <laughs> it's substance overcooked yeah it's disgusting it's expensive this burger costs like 40 quid and <laughs> So I'm, I'm enjoying the kind of swishiness of London. Mm. Everything's glass buildings, everything's clean. Eh. But also there's a kind of stench of death in the air. Sure. Well, that's Chica. Mm. Brexit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, you know, how have, how have you been, Chica? How yeah. have your stench of death in the air? <laughs> the death, well, that's a giveaway. Um, speaking of Leighton, I actually went at the weekend to see Leighton Orient. No. There you go. It all yes. comes around, doesn't there it? Yeah, you see. Of course, it used to be March Orient. I need to look up. There's a, really? there's something about no, the name that's racist. Not really. Oh, about the name of what Leighton Orient or or Leighton House. I've read this before. Karen. Yeah, um. So I saw them play at AFC Wimbledon. Oh, the yeah. real Wimbledon or the fake Wimbledon? I know the, the real score. Wimbledon, not the mm, yeah. not the Milton mm, yeah. Keynes. Milton Keynes Dons. Keynes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And saw a, yeah a real life football match. Wow. Um, Are you a big football fan? Absolutely no, can't stand it. But okay. uh, yeah, it was. Um, I'm not going to say fun because. Um, Football's not really my thing. Why? Why did you go? <sighs> just get away from baby. <laughs> just. That is, I mean, in fairness, that is the obvious thing. Need, yeah. Whenever Football. a mother needs just a little bit of time away and a bit of Football. respite from parenting, <laughs> <laughs> the obvious thing to go is get me to a match. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's get into the off-season news because there hasn't been any testing yet, so there is fuck all else to talk about. But luckily, quite a lot has happened since our season review, so let's get stuck in. So where to start? Well, let's begin with the fact that the Americans are coming. <laughs> Firstly, the name of America's last F1 champion wants to be back in in the form of his underwhelming son. Yes, the man who Ron Dennis hailed as a future world champion, Michael Andretti, is back. Let's forget for a second that he lasted one year in F1 and scored just one podium in one of the best cars on the grid. When his teammate Ayrton Senna scored five wins. No, remember instead that Michael's dad, Mario, was Mario. world champion. Mario. He's a him, Mario. <laughs> so he's a Nepo kid with serious potential. Now Michael has his own team that races in IndyCar and Formula E and he wants a slice of the F1 action. So he's teamed up with Cadillac and an American brand best known for massive 1950s barges and some endurance racing to mount a bid for an entry. The FIA is keen to have them, but F1 and the teams less so because it'll dilute the prize money. <gasps> what do you make of this? I mean, it's classic F1. It's the most F1 thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I mean, there's, so. there's not a lot of money in F1. Let's, you know, I mean, yeah, F1's honest. a bit skinned at the minute yeah. because they've sure. all, they've all yeah. no, you know, they've no, nobody's that interested in it. Especially yeah. not in America. There's only <laughs> just the biggest market in the world. So FIA and F Formula One have said, we want more teams. Michael Andretti has said, we've got a team called Andretti. We've, we're very famous around the world. Can we come in? And F1, all the F1 teams went, no, we don't believe you. If you mean it, then why don't you have a engines buy it? And they went, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, Carmen, what if, yeah. Well, what if we go with General Motors and Cadillac? And they went, oh, 
Which is, well, you know, one of the biggest car brands yeah. in the world. So then, Formula One had gone, oh, but we don't think you really mean it. <laughs> Can you prove it? And then they've got to pay, a new team has to pay a fund. I think it's 200 million, isn't it? Because the problem is that when a new t- there's a set amount of prize money for all the teams and it's divvied out between them. And if a new team comes in, that's more dilution of the cash. So there's like a fund that a new team has to pay to sort of make up that change, which apparently is two, set at $200 million. But also, that seems weird to me, doesn't it? It's just like, mm. it's like, it's basically Williams going, look, guys, if you come in, we're going to get no money because we're going <laughs> <laughs> So he was like, oh, come on, Williams. So then they've paid their $200 million. Yeah, they said, yeah, we've got it. We've got, we've, then, got, we've got the car company. We've got the money. Let's and then, go. like a racket, Ford World have gone, Oh, I don't think. Sorry, but I don't think two million is enough. <laughs> or even two hundred million. Two hundred. Yeah, I, don't, I think. Wouldn't it be nice if you paid a billion? <laughs> I think that. Yeah, I think they said. Well, maybe six hundred million. Forgetting, of course, that they've already agreed that it's two hundred million. Yeah, they're changing the goalposts quite rapidly. And then, Mohammed bin Salim, his he came out and said, I think it's really unfair that the F1 teams are being so anti this when no F1 team has gone public being anti it, so he's just washing their laundry in public. Yeah, which we'll get to as well, part of the wider piece. he's been doing some more <laughs> yeah. stuff as well. And so it just feels like what should be good news of, guys, after 50 years of trying to get America interested in Formula 1, after Bernie Eccleston has tried, for so, after like so, even since we've been doing the podcast there and failed F1 teams from America, Cadillac are coming in with all the Netflix excitement and everything else, and even with Andretti, which, yeah, Michael Andretti is a fat loser, but, you know, his dad <laughs> was good once. And yet, Formula One goes, nah. I just, don't, I just think we need a little bit more substance behind it <laughs> than a world champion's name and the biggest market potential in F1 and uh, the backing of uh, a major car brand and all the money that we've asked for. We just need a bit more than that. Can we see some swatches? (laughs) (laughs) What have you got to sweeten the deal? (laughs) I don't know where this is going to go. It's really hilarious, but also it doesn't reflect... I can sort of see from a business point of view why the teams would be like, Mm, because but on the other hand, they've they've agreed to it. Like it's business, all been agreed. The business you're talking about is a cartel. <laughs> They're saying we don't want anyone else to come into this business. We've we've got a nice little learner going on here. If we have an American company coming in and winning, we're all going to be fucked. So we've all got to gang up against the Americans. Yeah. And it does feel a little bit. Stay off the west side. Yeah, it's not quite racist, but it's kind of like you know, oh, those vulgar Americans are trying to do racing yeah. again. Uh, so NASCAR. racist. And yeah. so when when do they have to decide by or when? I don't know. Well, this, and it's all very opaque as well, isn't it? Cause it's like let's be honest, they're probably going to be... They're gonna, they'll air all their dirty laundry in public, apart from the stuff they keep private, but then probably Mohammed bin Sulaim will air that anyway. Then there'll be a load of court cases. Because surely the longer I they delay it... I would they probably they, come in. They can't develop a, a car to be able to Well, the thing is, they'll be coming in for the 2026 Six, season. Yeah. So That's they've the got next rule change. Right. So, so they'll, probably want, they'll probably want to get it sorted this year, won't they? Because they've got to Because they've got to develop an engine, and they've got to... Um, they've got to poach a bunch got to of build, Yeah, stuff. exactly. You've got to steal all the staff. <laughs> figure out how they're going... I mean, there's an entirely different thing. Is like how they're going to run a team in America. Because even the current American team, Haas, doesn't really run the team in America. They run the team in Oxfordshire. And Haas must be fucking spitting feathers going, no, we're the American team. Look, we're the American team that aren't really American so that we can please yeah. all you people. And everyone's like, yeah, you're the proper the problem Americans. Is it's not enough to just set up a team like in... Detroit, which is where GM are based, like you've got to have all the supply. Like the team doesn't make everything in the car. 
they put everything together, but they have suppliers, tons of suppliers. The reason most people are in the UK is because that's where all the suppliers are. Like within a sort of 30 square mile area of Northamptonshire and Warwickshire and Oxfordshire. So well. to try and start a br not not buying another team and sort of putting your brand on it like Alpha have done, it's like a, a whole brand new team is a big old thing. And so. they've got a lobby for the rule change to get their little wings at the back. Because that's all I know about Cadillac is they got yep. the fins, no, the fins true. at the back. Yeah, yeah, big fins. So that's for the twenty. They've got to be allowed. I mean, you know, from a branding point of view, they've got to keep those surely. Mm. They should, and they should be pink. I've, I've decided they need yep. to get BWT into sponsor them. So the American Revolution doesn't stop there because world champions Red Bull has announced that it will ditch Honda in 2026 and will instead be in bed with Ford as its engine supplier. Well, sort of. Ford will be teaming up with the newly formed Red Bull powertrains. So exactly how much of the 2026 GoTech will be Ford and how much will be in-house Red Bull remains to be seen. Oh, and AlphaTauri will be involved with this too, but no one really cares. No, we'll ignore AlphaTauri. Um, I, did, I did not see this coming. If you thought the last story was the most F-whatever, <laughs> this is the most Honda thing yes, ever. This is very Honda. So Honda... <laughs> <laughs> so let's get this straight. Honda had their own Formula One team. Yep. Which they sold to Braun. Yeah, Ross they won Braun. one race, I think, didn't they? Yep, with Jensen, what's Jensen his name? Button. Sold it to Braun because they were putting out a Formula One. For like a quid. So then Braun won both championships. Then that team became Mercedes and won eight championships. Yeah. So then Honda went, oh, fucking hell, this Formula One thing's good if we win. So they went back into Formula One with McLaren as an engine supplier. Yeah. Fucking disaster. Were terrible. Yeah. Went to Red Bull, were an absolute disaster. We're just getting good with Red Bull and went, well, we're done, mate. And then, then <laughs> Red Bull won all the championships <laughs> with their engine without their name on it. <laughs> and then this year, there were rumoured to go to be going back to Red Bull and saying, hey, you know, we said that you could use our engines for five years without our names on. Well, we'd quite like to come back in and help right? you with this new Red Bull powertrains <laughs> yeah. branded thing. And Red Bull have gone, how about you fuck off and we have Ford? <laughs> yeah. And now there are rumours that Honda are going to come back in on their own again. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to spend five years being shit and then sell their team again just before they win I it, love Honda this really makes you want to buy a Honda Civic <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like Honda were just so busy umming and ahhing about what the hell they wanted to do with Red Bull powertrains like whether they wanted to properly get because they basically sold didn't they basically like sell their engine operation to Red Bull to become Red Bull powertrains like yeah they, so they gave them all the tools and, and all the, the staff. staff there's a bunch of ex-Honda Honda staff, staff that are now working for Red Bull which presumably will now I mean I don't know what happens with IP well I think they still they're still they still got sort of Honda people embedded with them I think but it'd be interesting uh, to see what happens with the, the intellectual property of the Ford Red Bull engine compared to the. Well, Honda I think Red, Red Bull. Bull have bought it all. I think that's how it works. Weird. Like yeah, I think they've probably they sort Honda, of Honda probably gone. Oh yeah, don't worry about it. You don't worry about. It. I'll copy. Because this like. this was Honda going. Oh Brexit. Uh, not Brexit. What's it called? The other thing. Covid. Same thing. Covid, um, and it was also and just general economic downturns. Like we better get out of it. And they yeah they they flogged it all as is my understanding to Red Bull. Bloody Red Bull. And, and of course, Red Bull have just got fucked off with them not be deciding what they're going to do. So right, oh, we're just going to go forward then. But let's not forget, who did Red Bull buy Red Bull off? Who did Red Bull buy Red Bull off? Yeah. The ties. No. The, no. What? Who did Red... The team that are Red Bull now, Red oh, Bull bought from... Uh, Jaguar. Which are owned by... Which was owned by Ford at the time. There you go. Oh, so it all comes around. So Red Bull bought this Jaguar team for a knockdown price because Jaguar Ford were desperate to get out of Formula 1. Then they've got oh, there's engines at knockdown <laughs> price. 
Christian Horner's fucking <laughs> Delboy, isn't he? <it? laughs> <laughs> that Delboy and Adrian New is yeah. Boise. <laughs> I think the 2026 car is going to be yellow and have three wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Horner's independent trading. It's interesting, not just from the hilarity of it all, but also because, yes, it's another American team. I mean, we're really going big on them. After so long of just like Haas and an occasional driver like Scott Speed <laughs> being the only American presences in F1. Now, three Ford, teams. Cadillac, Haas. Andretti. Porsche, Scott Audi, Speed. No, he's not coming McDonald's. back. McDonald's. Sure. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. What American brands are they going to get on board? Well, let's find out which brands are supporting this podcast. Nice. And when we come back, we will have more news and a state of F1 for the ages. As long as that age is in your mid-40s. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. So Mohammed bin Salim has basically annoyed everyone. The head of FIA has done a sterling job of putting his foot in something at every opportunity. And now anonymous sources are saying that he's probably getting the boot very soon. By the time this goes out, reckon his replacement would have been announced? Oh, I don't know. He might hang around for a bit like Raikkonen. Okay. Anyway, highlights of his presidency include saying that evaluation of the championship was inflated and historical remarks that women aren't as intelligent as men. And if they are, he doesn't like them. Barmer MBS. Then there's his slightly weird bringing up of Andretti and Cadillac releasing the 2023 calendar early, cracking down on drivers expressing their own views and so on and so forth. And the weirdest thing about that was when he released the 2023 calendar early, it was just lots of shots of him naked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he has uh, he's not been what I hoped it would be it's a bit of a funny one because I've actually not, I've met MBS no. and I've known, well, I have yeah because when well he was the head of the Middle East uh, the, the UAE whatever it's called when you lived there FIA when I lived there so oh. he was at every, he'd like turn up for the opening of an envelope so I've met him numerous times never he's, I mean he'd never remember me because he just goes around glad and go hi 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 and then does whatever he's doing that you know any race he gives out all the prizes any meeting he's there chairing it going yes we think it's brilliant and now he's suddenly got to this mad world stage and i think because he's he's actually got a pretty good um record as a driver like he's like a multiple rally champion in the middle east so he knows how to drive not f1 cars as i've mentioned previously because he crashed one of those but um so like he actually he had enough respect to sort of get him through this thing on a local level in the in the Middle East, but his approach is to, certainly to politics is certainly not passing muster on a global scale. It does feel a bit like. Do you remember? Let, let's not go back to Abu Dhabi twenty twenty one, but let's do it. You know when Michael <laughs> Massey did that whole kind of slightly aggressive radio message with Toto Wolf, kind of get it's called racing Toto that thing. Yeah, it feels like. That's what someone does who's misguidedly been told to go in fighting, and it feels like this is what he's done as well. He's been like, right, I'm not going to take any shit. I'm mm. going to be, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to piss on all the carpet, whatever you know what cats do 
piss on, piss on carpets, yeah. Piss on, I haven't got a carpet. Um, <laughs> and he's like, he's gone in, and he's totally misjudged it, and he's gone in and he's been mental. I'm not... I'm not sure I see it that way. I don't think he's sort of trying to do you something. think he's just mental? I, th- I don't even think he's mental. I think he's just blithely wading in, giving out his views without the slightest thought to how they could be perceived because he's had so long in a position of power where basically everyone was just like, yeah, great, whatever, we don't really mind, we'll do what you do, you're just kind of there. Don't know, really know what he did in the Middle East, to be honest. Do you know what it weirdly reminds me of? But now people are paying attention to what he's saying, whereas before they weren't. It reminds me of UKIP. <laughs> remember when UKIP were just a bunch of lunatics and then suddenly when Brexit became a big thing, suddenly every time a UKIP nutter said something it got reported on the news mm. and mm. it feels like that it's like suddenly we're listening to the words you say yeah. it's like oh you're insane <laughs> yeah I mean you, your sort of initial analogy reminded me if you remember when Ed Miliband tried to say that it could be tough I don't know if he's going to go or not but definitely he's just you, you can have a but does it not have to go? Well, well, if he was in a company, he'd have gone by now. But alternatively, if he was a politician, he'd stay and then go away and come back again. Mm. Well, it's the weird thing. So the FIA and Formula One, when it was Bernie Eccleston and Max Mosley, they worked together in a kind of pincer movement to kind of get one up on the teams. And Jean Tot was basically benevolent. He just talked about road safety for some inexplicable reason for 10 years. He just keep talking about fucking seatbelts. <laughs> and then and his, his g- movie star wife. Who is his movie star wife? Michelle Yeoh from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, and now we've got this kind of antagonistic... FIA and Formula One are pitching against each other, which seems to be what doesn't normally happen. I'm not even sure he's trying to be antagonistic. I think he's just saying the first thing that comes into his head and doesn't give the slightest right, he's think like a, about how it like comes across. It's like a racist UKIP counsellor that says something <laughs> about gollywogs and it gets on the 10 o'clock news. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they'll probably keep him just for the comedy value. It'll be great on Drive to Survive Season 6. Can't wait. Williams has a new boss. Jos Capito, who arrived with much fanfare and achieved nothing, is gone. And in his place is James Vowles of Valtteri. It's James Fame. He's left his long-term post as chief strategist at Mercedes and now has to turn around the team that hasn't been good for a couple of decades now. Is he the man for the job? No. I... No, I, I, I do not believe there is someone who can do this job. You sure? Williams, it's James. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just going to call them on the radio. He's not going to go in. Yeah, he's yeah. going to strategize from so a pit really wall outside the, outside I've been reading place. a bit about this. So apparently what's been happening... So Jos- so basically, there are a bunch of people... Belie- unbelievably, there are a bunch of staffers at Williams who refuse to do things a different way because they're saying, like, this is the Williams way. Oh, this, and is, so this is what happened at um, Red Bull when Adrian Newey took over. Uh, and he fired them all (laughs) well this is the thing so apparently there are a bunch of old people at Williams who just kind of go no 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 we don't use any of that fancy computer shit here we draw it with a we've always done it like this we just we hold it we do it all by eye (laughs) and apparently Jos Capito came in and he tried to shake the place up and get rid of these people but they've obviously all got good contracts or something so they've all kind of gone they've basically defeated him and now they feel emboldened. So this new guy's going to come in. He's going to try the Mercedes way, the no-blame culture, all this kind of stuff. It won't work. Williams are just... They're just a, a dinosaur. And I think... I think it's time for them to die. Wow. I think they should be bought by Porsche and renamed. And the Williams name should go. And wow. they should fire everybody. 
Wow. Because Not now, even for old time's sake. Now they're getting to be... They are as much Williams now as the Lotus a couple of years ago. Well, was that's Lotus. true. Which one? Lotus or exactly. Lotus or Lotus. Exactly. <laughs> this is this is like buying a, a Leighton House t-shirt. Not your one. A, a, a fake knockoff now. <laughs> this is what they are. Do you think he'll be a brutal boss, or do you think he's going to try and? No, he's going to he's going to try the total wolf way, which is going to be like, hey everybody, we're all friends yoga. here. There's a no blame culture. Uh, yeah, do, the, do, do the voice. Yoga. Do the voice. Uh, hello. <laughs> no, no, he's German. Well, Austrian. <laughs> hello. Ich heiße Terry. Uh, ich heiße <laughs> Toto. Ich heiße you live in Germany. <laughs> Look, I live in Berlin. It's not really Germany. I don't have to speak much German. <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't. I, I think he might be all right. I think no, 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 no. no, You're letting nostalgia get in your way. You're no, letting, no, 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 that, that same thing that for nine years where we've gone, let's have William position here, can really kind of get it going, guys. You're thinking that he's going to change it. There are, there, but you haven't explained why. You're just saying, oh, I think it'll well, be Well, I right. got interrupted by... Uh, okay, by, right. by how? By why will it be okay? Well, yeah, why, Phil? Well, he's got how long... At, he's, he's quite good at the old strategy. And what is taking on Williams, if not a strategy? You know, taking on the old guard. Hmm? Circuits, <laughs> isn't it? The circuits, I don't know what I'm talking about. I think he's got however many years at... Uh, 13 years at... Um, 12 years at Mercedes. He was at Braun before that. He's seen how to take a team that weren't performing very well and make them world champions. He's worked alongside Toto Wolff and Nicky Lauda and all these people and all the people that were at Mercedes before. Lewis Hamilton, he's worked with the best drivers. He knows how it should work. But he's also been there when it's been shit. And I think he's almost been sort of... Well, there's a rumour going around that he's almost been sort of groomed by Toto because they left on very good terms, like weirdly good terms. good terms. Oh, I really miss him. But yeah, oh. I think he's going to do a wonderful job. Like, like he's like, oh, no, please don't go to Williams and turn them into a Mercedes Junior team. No, that would be terrible. Uh. Sorry. All the please other, don't go to Williams. Or the other rumour, which is, <laughs> please don't go to Williams and learn how to run a team so that when I, I Toto would retire in three years, you come back and take over the team like my son. All of this could be yours. <laughs> Flawless Toto Wolf impression. <laughs> All of this could be yours. <laughs> Sergio. <laughs> James, it's time for you to come back now. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ditch my Toto. That's my new Toto now. I love it. <laughs> it's a me. I just, I think he should go in and fire everybody. <laughs> yeah. So he's just standing there on his own going, Right, and then he just gets on <laughs> Indeed and LinkedIn and starts putting out adverts. Oh, we've broken the table. Sorry, sorry, no, can no, no, you, no. can you, can you, can you even imagine? Can you even imagine being somebody who works at Williams and still going, no, 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 this is the way we do things here. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. We're not going to change our ways after. I've been doing this since the glory years <laughs> of Pastor Maldonado setting fire to the garage. <laughs> we were just like this is me and Nelson. We were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but junior. <laughs> So one team that won't have a team principal this year is Alfa Romeo, which, as a reminder, is basically still Sauber. Former team boss Frederick Vassar has Freddy now... Vasectomy. Oh, has now gone to Ferrari. And former McLaren team principal Andreas Seidel has come in as CEO. But rather than take over the TP role too, he's appointed a team representative. Alessandro Aluni Bravi, who is already Sauber's managing director. What is all this about them oh god well it's simple isn't it they don't give a shit until they're out <laughs> <laughs> I mean there, there might there might be actually quite a lot of wisdom in that throwaway comment yeah, I think like they're, yeah they're, they're just they're just phoning it in until they come in I they're think just there like, is a certain element where like Seidel's like right 
I've got quite a lot to deal with over the next few years. Yeah. We've got to do a big transition to a massive takeover Felt of Audi. Valtteri Bottas is there going, maybe I'll become an Audi driver, whereas we just know that he's just going, okay, you're going to live out your season, you're going to live out your career in yeah. three incredibly, increasingly shit years at the shittest team. Yeah. You're going to get beaten by a Williams, mate. I mean, if you thought, you know, we're focusing on next year's car was a thing, this is going to be we're yeah. focusing on the next team that we will be. Yeah, we're focusing on the 2026 car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he's basically, he, a, a lot of the times the CEO will also be the team principal and, you know, look after specific details. But he's basically, I think I think Seidel's taken the point of view is like, I'm going to have to do quite a lot of organisation and speaking to Audi and figuring out how this is all going to work and all this kind of stuff. And I just need some, let's say, lackey to do the day-to-day stuff of running a distinctly midfield team and step forward Alessandro Aluni Bravi who I confess I know nothing about but he's sort of run Sauber while they were not very good and is presumably good enough to be team principal of them until they're Audi when I assume Seidel will take over the responsibilities I feel like the livery for the team this year should actually be the car covered in a tarpaulin. <laughs> it should just be a real tarpaulin with yeah. a little little hole in the top, like like it's like like you're wearing a poncho at the hairdressers. <laughs> There's helmet sticking through. Uh. So last year we saw sweeping technical changes that dramatically shook up the order. By which we mean it made Mercedes a bit shit. So what can we expect this year? So much exciting stuff. Higher floors, stiffer floors, lower weight by two. Count them two kilograms. More boring rear wings, roll hoops that work, and perhaps most exciting of all, bigger mirrors. Guys, this is going to be incredible. This is going to make no difference to anything. Look. The mirrors. Let's talk uh, about mirrors. Sure. They're going to be bigger. Slightly, uh, slightly bigger, mm-hmm. so you can see behind you slightly better. Ooh. I think it would be better if the cars were all mirror <laughs> <laughs> that would be well, like, exciting do you mean like sort of continuous swooping mirror finish like it's sort of chromed or no, no, do you no, mean no, like a disco big, ball with like no no little no, 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 no one oh, big floor be. length mirror <laughs> you know how they have to do the plank on the bottom of the car sure now on the top of the car it should just be a big mirror okay but you, oh, if they were all big mirrors, then you wouldn't really be able to see them. So you wouldn't really know who was driving. Or it could be like a house of mirrors. So, they, you know, that thing with like the infinite mirror thing. Like Bruce Lee in that film. All we know is Red Bull were the best team at the end of last year. Hopefully Mercedes have sorted their shit out. Hopefully Ferrari... <laughs> Sorry, okay. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, I missed you, Terry. Hopefully Mercedes <laughs> will not Aww. be shit. That's all. Testing will be the first day at school for F1's new boys, which means Fernando Alonso will be gearing up to dish out wedgies and steal their lunch money. Facing the bullies will be the newly promoted Logan Staff Sergeant backstabbing France hater Oscar Piastri, Nick DeVries, who actually did a trial day last term, and Nico Hülkenberg, who is actually a university student trying to pass himself off as a year seven. How do we think they'll get on? First of all, I don't want Nico Hulkenberg in Formula 1 anymore. Oh, wow. I don't... Just... Too old? There's a point when your time has come and you retire with grace, and he's done that four times, (laughs) and it's time for him now to stop. (laughs) He's very good at it. I mean... Yeah, but like Alonso, like, you know... Yeah, but Alonso at least... Alonso has got at least a couple of world championships and a load of wins under his belt, and it's still quite good. No, but the thing is, Alonso, for for all of the ups and downs of Alonso, he is exciting. You know, he is... But mad. <laughs> Nigga Hulkenberg's just a kind of journeyman driver who just journeys. We Man. There's no need for it. 
I mean, he's a, he is a safe pair of hands, and that is a sort of a sad state of a sad state of affairs that he is the best option for whichever team it is he's I'd going to. I can't even remember who he's driving for. Who's he driving for? Haas. He's taken over from Mick Schumacher, and I think I'd rather have Mick Schumacher. Yeah, but Schumacher, I mean, the trouble is, Schum Schumacher, Schumacher is proven crap. Yeah. Whereas Hulkenberg will not be great, I'd but he'll probably be fine. He's another Magnussen. What? They've got two. They've got another Kevin Magnussen. They've got a taller Kevin Magnussen. Suck balls. They've got a couple of guys who will make some memes, and they'll pretend to get on like Gasly and Ocon will. Yeah. And they'll probably get all their publicity from that because the car won't be that good. And it's fine. It's fine. They're treading water until the bit more American boys come and they can try and ride those coattails. So as we record this, we are in the early stages of the 2023 car reveals, uh, by which, of course, we mean the livery reveals because none of the cars we're seeing will be anything like the cars that actually race. So can I please have your reaction to the following cars that have been unveiled so far, please? We'll start off with Hayes. The Haas has got some slightly new livery that reminds me of Nigel Mansell's IndyCar. It's awful. Okay. It's absolutely the most uninspired. I mean, Haas's colours have always been like, oh, what should we do? Because we have white well, and grey. at least it's not a Russian flag this time. I know, but it's just... I mean, <laughs> does any child go, oh, which, which racing car do I want? Oh, give me the one that's seven fifty shades of grey. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that would be much more exciting. <laughs> Um, okay, what about Red Bull? Same as it It's exactly was. the same. Yeah, okay. it's a Red Bull. Williams. Massive well, missed I haven't seen this yet, but oh, I understand. Not. Well, let's do a live, okay, let's wait, do a live wait, reaction. Because I understand they've, been, they've, they've announced yeah. a sponsorship with Golf. They have. They announced it this afternoon. Well, they revealed it this afternoon. They have so got a sponsorship with Golf. Golf. And we remember the cool McLaren. And Golf have a really good history of liveries. Massively That's good. So, oh, sorry, Cheeky. You seem to have put up the, the, the car's pictures from a different year because... This is what Williams looks like every year. This is awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think that looks cool with yeah. the lights. Yeah. But when I like <laughs> with it. the lights, <laughs> you know, when they're I racing, like they it. don't have those lights. <laughs> Maybe that's why Williams are so. This is the way Williams do it. We have <laughs> we have lights. The lights. It's, I think it's massively disappointing because the only thing that I saw on there made me what go. What expecting? Come well, on. Well, I was expecting the golf livery that we had yeah. on the McLaren last year, which was awesome. Um, okay. And all the golf livery that's been on every single golf sponsored car in the history of motorsport this and has been look. awesome. That's nice. Which right? looks awesome. Is this, nice is just the, it's, it's this is got, just the Williams the with the, on it. Yeah, it's got a golf logo on it, and yeah. that's it. Also, the, the one thing I saw about it that made me go, ah, oh, that's cool, was the Duracell thing on the top because they're sponsored by Duracell. And so in the air intake, it looks like a Duracell battery. And I was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. And then I found out apparently they did that last year and I completely missed it. Wow. So massively disappointing. Okay, Great. Uh, so we haven't seen it yet, but we do know that the Alfa Romeo has a new title sponsor, which is a betting firm called Stake, and their old title sponsor, Orlin, has gone to Alfa Tauri, so presumably both of them will be giving things a mix-up. Yeah, I haven't seen them, don't know anything about them. That's it, nothing yep. else has been revealed. Okay, uh, good. So let's do predictions. Now, obviously, nobody can really know what's going to happen in the 2023 F1 World Championship, but that doesn't stop everybody speculating wildly. So we asked you, our sexy and intelligent listeners, to tell us what we can expect to see this season. And we are going to discuss whether or not you are right. Now, Dixon Cox says, huh. Vegas and Miami compete. Stop it. 
Vegas and Miami compete to see who can put on the most violently American show for their weekend, both of which turn out to be quite rubbish. I love the description of violently American. It wouldn't surprise me if that's fairly accurate, yeah. Guns. So, do you reckon... Because you know that F1 do that F1 in schools thing? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> oh, no. Ken Owen says, Monaco will be boring AF. Unless it rains, then it'll be even slower and boring. That's that, not a prediction, that's a fact. Is that yeah. like Wimbledon AF? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, it feels like a long season already. Ian Martin says, I have had a strong hunch for a month or two now that Lewis will win the first race of 2023. I have no idea what will happen after that. Probably another tyres and Verstappen cakewalk. I shouldn't wonder. I think Lewis Hamilton's going to win this year. I, I don't. Okay. Okay. Will Bowen says, Ferrari will be Ferrari. A really fast car that won't see the finish line or such inept team tactics that they end up behind at least two other title contenders they will have a new team principal in 2024 i agree with that entirely i think they will be laughably shit like not great with a shit strategy this year they get all the strategy calls right for the car will be shit <laughs> they're absolutely like they bat above their level yeah. but their level is 12. <laughs> ivo fantini says hamilton will be eight times world champion so team lh can stop being so obnoxious about 2021 also he'll pull a and retire at the end of season after winning I don't think he will I think he'll win but he won't retire I don't think he'll win but he will retire I I also don't think he'll retire I think if he did win he might retire but I don't think he'll win so I don't think he'll retire Dan Cocking (laughs) says I reckon Johnny Herbert will make a random appearance on Martin Brundle's gridwalk he will then shun Brundle's interview attempt and walk on wearing a politically motivated t-shirt stating Christian Horner is a massive bellend so has something happened with Johnny Herbert? Yes, he has got the boot from the Sky coverage, as has Paul DeResta. For mm. reasons unknown, because I haven't looked into it. They're they both going to WTF1. They might be, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of, I quite like Johnny Herbert. I thought he was all right. DeResta, I found boring, but Herbert was all right. So, yeah. I don't know why they've kicked him off, but um, it would be quite funny if he just turns up just at races, just going, oh yeah. Just, just not milling about not to do the commentary just to do the little kind of the pre-things like oh I've got two drivers going to do a wacky golf tournament oh, oh what do you reckon oh. oh I'm demeaning myself I could have been a world champion but, uh, but here we I've are I've got an arrow in the knee oh now I've got to watch Daniel Ricciardo eat a brick <laughs> that is a Sky segment waiting to happen, isn't it? <laughs> We've got Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris both eating a brick. It won't be Lando Norris. Lando's too big time now. It'll oh, yeah, be Daniel Ricciardo or like Jamie Chadwick or something like that. It'll be, the, it'll be the reserve drivers who don't actually have anything to do oh. apart from demeaning I stuff. just remember that Daniel Ricciardo is a Red Bull reserve driver yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. I've forgotten. He, oh, turned up at, he turned up at the launch with like uh, Perez and... Was he Bappen? wearing his old uniform? He was. <laughs> he basically was. I mean, yeah, it's because it's the same. And he was sitting there. He's done the talk shows and stuff. They've sent him out to do all the publicity. It's just like, ha ha, I never drive. You know that Christian Horner has said to him, underneath the table, he's kind of gone, look, we're going to get rid of Perez. You're going to be back in the driving seat next year. But the truth is, that's never going to fucking happen. It's not going to happen. And I'll tell you why it's not going to happen. It's because looking at the pictures from the New York Red Bull launch, Sergio Perez is looking a lot like Christian Horner these days in a lot of the pictures. Okay, so we're going to talk about predictions. Terry, you said you did think... Lewis will win this year. Yes. And Phil, you said you didn't. Well, are we talking race or championship? 
Champ- championships. Championship? No, I don't think. Chip yeah. Hamilton's got a chance at all. I think Verstappen's going to take another one. In terms of in terms of drivers, okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be another Verstappen walkover. Okay. What about teams? I think it's going to be. Do you know what? I, no, oh, no. I think Mercedes is going to win the constructors. Um, because Perez is going to bottle it, and I think that Russell and Hamilton are going to take too much out of each other, and Verstappen will actually do a Raikkonen. Wow. What go to NASCAR and then rallying? <gasps> yeah. No. I I think Verstappen is going to win in even more dominant fashion than he did last year, because Red Bull have got their shit together and they're going to be absolutely on it from the first race of the season, and they're going to annihilate everyone. <laughs> I think that. Christian Horner and Toto Wolff are actually going to have a fist fight this year. <gasps> like I mean, proper. Toto Wolff will smash him. Absolutely. <laughs> He'll literally just do like season. a sort of hammer fist on his head and drive him into the ground. Like no, a do you know what? I, th- I think Newey and Horner are going to fall out. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, that would be interesting. There's going to be a tussle for power and Horner's... Well, because oh, we've got a vacuum here's now, haven't we? Because Mataschitz has gone. My predict- yeah, yeah, there's, there's going to be... My prediction is that this time next... By the end of the season, Horner will not be the boss of Red Bull. <gasps> But who no. will be? Johnny Herbert. Newey. Oh. Adrian Newey will be, and he'll be a fucking disaster at it because he want to do it all in pencil. <laughs> <laughs> all of which brings us to the state of F1 with Terry Saunders. Chica, Phil, it's winter. It's snowing in Berlin at least. It's still dark before the sun comes up and we're about to embark on another long campaign of talking about Formula One, which is almost as hard, if not harder, than Formula One itself. (laughs) Whilst the circus flies around the world, we will have to open our laptops and turn on our cameras. It will be tough. Some races will be boring and some races we won't watch but try to wing it and there'll be a lot of last moment seven minute highlights to watch. We will write approximately 125 witty one-liner intros. I will have to come up with the same joke again and again and again for the standings, suck my balls, and Chica will forget to make a quiz around about 22 times. And let's not forget there is a chance that Max will dominate, Ferrari will disappoint, and Mercedes will dissipate. It might be a long slog, but we do it for a reason. And that reason is our listeners. They've stuck with us for so many years. They don't want statistics, memes, or cheery analysis. They want grumpy reluctance and cynical sarcasm of the sport we hate to love. So don't go into this season for me, do it for them. The demographic of older, lonely men that we try and sell ball trimmers and vitamin supplements to. They are, they are FF1S as much as we are them. God save the king. Yes. <laughs> that is it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about, in all seriousness, uh, Jenny Gao, uh, who is a very expert motoring journalist uh, Formula 1 journalist presenter of the checkered flag and has not been very well and we wish her the absolute best get well soon Jenny thank you and to Terry Saunders we also haven't talked had time to talk about Formula E yep we'll be back very soon thank you very much for all your donations we will be giving you a roll call in the next episode but in the meantime check out our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash for f one sake and follow us on Twitter at for f one sake Terry where can people buy our up-to-date merch? We haven't up-to-dated our merch this year, but I'm going to make last I'm, year. I'm going to make a promise. Oh God, here we go. We're going to have by the first race of the season, right? Five new t-shirts, right? Five. Five. This is staying in, producer man. Yeah. We're going to get rid of this when it turns out that, that we're not a white one, <laughs> a black one, because very much like Naomi Klein. 
Our logo is no logo. Who's Naomi Klein? Look it up. Thanks for listening. See you for the racing. I've been Chico. Everyone else, boys, shop, shop, shop. Goodbye. Show you. Shop, shop, shop. Everyone else.com. Defcom 7. Shop, shop, shop. Goodbye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.